DeMarco Show, the best wrestling program on the planet. On the planet. Get out. No, I said get out. I said get out of my ring. You can go right back the way you came. March yourself up those stairs and get out of this ring. I don't know what's so funny. I said get out. They don't want me to get out. I said get out. But they don't want me to go. Catholic, 
and every time I go back, it's been I'm like sorry. forever since I've gone to church. I know it sucked. Um, but when you go back to church, like all the crap that they program you to do, because it's very sermon, like it's, you just do it. So you could prompt me with basically any prompt we got, and I probably don't remember it. Yeah, um, you're you're that guy, and that's okay. I am you, that guy. You need to be. I'm comfortable that with that. Yeah, you should be. I mean, it, that's just the way that life is. There's, yeah. there's there's value. There's value in being that guy, Patrick Dowd, and you. The You're that guy. one? Yeah, well, one of us has to be, and it damn sure ain't me. So that's true. It needs to be you. You really are the consistent one, actually. Like, that's it. When I look back over over a, a decade of, of best friendship now, you are the consistent oh. one. You really okay, are. Not. Yeah, don't, don't get used to it. Don't oh, get used to it. Would you oh. shut the hell up? Oh, I just you. uploaded that one. I realized that we didn't have that one last time. You weren't here anyway. Wow. We didn't have that one last time. <laughs> After we, we talked it. about how consistent I was, I, I, I've been, we, we didn't harken back to the last special show where I wasn't there. Yeah, but that was, you know, you were consistent because you're with your family. And that's where yeah, you Yeah, I, I know. So that is okay. But we do have a big show today. And, and, and pulling back the curtain just a little bit. Um, this show was planned yesterday. Uh, I, yesterday afternoon, I received a message that basically said, hey, you want to interview Christopher Daniels? And I said, sure. Um, and, and it was it was kind of a situation where it was more like, "Do you can, can you get an interview with her? Like, can someone get an interview? And it was like, well, I can, you know, stake my name on someone else or we can do it ourselves. Uh, and obviously, I chose do it ourselves. Because here we are today, um, and then of course I messaged Patrick O'Dowd, and I was like, "Hey, would you like to do would you like to do a second interview with your favorite professional wrestler ever?" Uh, to which, of course, you said, "What?" Of course, I don't. Even, I, I, how how is that even a question? I guess is really like he could have basically texted me and said, "You're going to interview Christopher Daniels tomorrow," and, right. and I would have been like, "Okay." Yeah, and then you know, in 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 a very good example of of Greg DeMarco piling on, I then went ahead and, and scheduled your favorite female wrestler of all time, Jade Chung, to join us on the program as well. So it, this is a Patrick O'Dowd special edition of the Greg DeMarco Show today. This is really your show, Patrick O'Dowd. This is this is all. <laughs> no, I I I don't buy that. I think this is all about the wrestling Patrick O'Dowd. Because we played a Metallica song, this will be the last ever edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. We used to have Metallica in our opening, and, and we're still we're still here today. So I we had Metallica okay. in the opening. We did. We we used to have for I mean, the bell tolls in the oh, opening way yeah, back always, in the day. I, I always get caught up in the the whole Beastie Boys sabotage bit. Like, like that's that's been there for a while too. That really yeah, happened. that was that was well established. So. So, but we will uh, at, at the bottom of the hour. That's, that's radio talk right there. The bottom of the hour, Patrick down. I know. I was practicing all day. Bottom of the hour. Bottom of the hour. All day I was practicing that. Um, Christopher Daniels will join us, uh, and then at the the top of hour number two, going all out today with the yes. radio speak. Jay Chung will join us in the program. So Jay Young. Yeah, Jay Chung's always on top. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what, what, I mean, I mean, that's great. That she'll be back there at the start of the show. Start of the second hour. Uh, but yeah. before we get there, we we have some happenings to talk about, and and the the number one 
topic du jour, or I guess it would, would it be like top du jour? I don't know. I don't. I, do I mean, it sounds classy when you put it like that. Yeah, but it's it's just I don't know. It's not it's not what? really you so much. You're not really no, a fancy. No, it really isn't me at all. Like, like I could give a shit about that kind of stuff. Really, um, is of course the the return to World Wrestling Entertainment of one Shane McMahon. But Patrick O'Dell, we're not going to discuss that topic alone. Oh no, because not. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Greg DeMarco show if there are only two of us on the air. No, we we, we definitely cannot do that. That's right, you heard it. She is amazing. She also has great red hair. It is Brina Ashley. Brina, welcome welcome back. I guess it's welcome back for all of us, but for you, Yay. welcome back. Yay. It's like Christmas and my parents have gotten back together. Aw. That's weird, actually. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny as that at the same time. Like, I know. Like... It's, it's odd. It's okay, though. Um, by the way, you know, there was a, a Facebook post today. It was basically a play on, on mathematical order of operations and everyone's getting it wrong because they forgot to multiply first. And the order of operations for Brina's theme song goes goes Brina herself, then Brina slash Naomi's theme song, then Naomi. Uh it's just, you know, unfortunately for Naomi, <laughs> where she falls in the pecking order because well, it's Naomi and outside of those kicks that, that got featured on ESPN, she hasn't really done much. So oh, it's sad. Is it? I don't know. Is is it sad I have or is it just... hopes. I really I had really high hopes. Did you? I always have high hopes. Yeah. Hey, you never you know. know. Be, being an eternal optimist is is an easier way to go through the world. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's weird you, and because that, that means you can never go on social media. But right. it's well, a way. Uh, Do you know what? That. Why are we going to talk about names? Anybody got time for that? We've got bigger right, let's things. Let's talk about the only thing that matters. The only thing that Jay matters Chung, in the world. Well, for Patrick O'Dowd, that's Jay Chung. And she'll it's be Christopher on Daniels and Jay Chung coming on the show. No, right that, it's, that's the only it's thing literally, that like, no, it is my ultimate love of my life returning to my life. It's the only thing that matters. Back is that what? No, forget <laughs> him. Oh. He's well aware. He is so oh. well aware of the situation. By the way, it's I just fine. want to point Yo, you're breaking nine it days ago. Oh, everything. Jeez. Wow. Nine days ago. <laughs> He wished me a happy birthday, and his girlfriend didn't. I'm just saying. Oh my god! Like, okay, can we? Wow. Okay, I don't. I don't do Facebook birthdays. Well, you have. So, and, and I don't have your phone number. I don't have your phone number, which is oh. is actually your fault. Well, because so, we communicate via Facebook. Look, <laughs> That's why. Look, look how this is something. You know, it, it was his birthday. Like, I mean, nobody cared, but it was still his birthday. <laughs> All right. I do you have a vagina. She does. I do. No, I was, that was directed at me. That oh, was directed okay. at me. Wow. I was pulling that on myself. That's right. <laughs> I call it how it is, Patrick O'Dowd. You know that. Call it how it is, no matter what. Can we focus on what's important? Okay, I feel better now. We were focusing on what was important, the fact you forgot my birthday. Anyway, oh. you didn't forget it. You just didn't have a message. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. However, Monday Night Raw, everyone was shocked, amazed, Elated, and maybe not so much excited, depending on who you are, about the Whatever. return 
about Here Comes the Money, the return of, of one Shane, I don't know your middle name, McMahon, on Monday Night Raw, interrupting his sister Stephanie uh, and telling the truth that she doesn't deserve some stinking fake award. And, of course, lighting the internet on fire. So on a scale of 1 to 10, just in general, not talking about the match, not talking about the promo, not talking about anything, just a general scale of 1 to 10, starting with Brina Ashley, rate your excitement for Shane McMahon's return. Like literally infinity. Literally. Truly literal. The exact meaning of literal infinity. Okay. Patrick, go down. Yeah, I don't want to answer now because I, I just thought infinity like that's such a really high number. I can't. Um, it's it's like a six. Whatever. Yeah, you can be mad. Patrick it's fine. Patrick now <laughs> saw her and said she's a six. I was a ten. I'm not going to go infinity like Brina and cheat. That's fine. Um, it's okay. She's allowed to do that because I break the rules for Brina. That's just what we do here on the Great yeah. Marshall Show. And I got points earlier. I got points the other day, too. Just throwing it out there. When I was telling her to come on the show, I was like, you got bonus <laughs> points for for agreeing with me. Um, but no, I would definitely give it a 10. I was, Patrick O'Dowd knows. Like, uh, I'm a, I, heard, I heard this yeah. phrase that I'm a Shane O'Mark, and, and, and Brina, obviously, right there with me. Always have been. Um, I'll geek Patrick and I out for a moment. We, we've done this thing in the past called a wrestling draft. Uh, on a message before yeah. we participate. Yes, we have. I've drafted Shane McMahon in the first round before um, and, and had him on my quote-unquote roster multiple times. Um, I am I'm, I'm way too big of a Shane McMahon fan. Um, so He was everything that I loved, like everything. He was goofy, charismatic. He actually had talent. I thought he like gave it his all. He put his body on the line for no reason. He's a multimillionaire. He doesn't need to. And he had fun. I don't. He just made me happy. I love him so much. So let's get down to the really important topic um, with with this WrestleMania match. Will the Mean Street Posse return? Oh my God! No one. Yes. No one. Okay. That was a. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't even know. I think Rodney's like running a gas station. And, and PCS is on social media or something. Like one of them is still up and running. They're all on social media. Well, Joey Abs like tried to have a career. I think Pete Pete Gas. Well, Joey Abs was a wrestler anyway. Uh, Pete uh, Gas was trying to make a go of it at one point. Um, yeah, who knows? We, that wasn't even serious anyway. Um, so, so Patrick, you gave the six. So you know, you, this is your opportunity to explain your position. Why is she a six? <laughs> Why is she a six? Jesus. Um, I mean, I, looking at the return as a whole, one, I'm not a big Shane McMahon mark. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I've, I've, I've been fine with Shane McMahon. I've appreciated what he's done in the ring. I've appreciated what he brings to the business. I, I, I do, I do want to establish that, like, I, I don't, you know, completely dislike Shane. Um, but it, we're we're still living in this era in wrestling at times where like we we pull on the nostalgia so much to to kind of pop the excitement and that and that's to me what is kind of sad is because to me it's sort of a reflection on where we really are in the WWE in general like the the, the only thing that anybody's talking about now heading into WrestleMania is Shane um and 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 that's fine like it's it's great it's it's a fun return but it's the same it's it's just sort of another repeat of the same sort of technique that the WWE WWE uses 
to get its to get its fan base going. And it's you know Shane McMahon coming back, or it's The Rock coming back, or it's Brock Lesnar coming back. It's um, it, it just it just plays on something that while I think the idea is intriguing, I think he's he's fun to have back. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of his, and um, I'm not looking forward to the match either. And so it's it's a six for me, and it's for me, completely internal. Well, I totally understand that, but at the same time, I don't view the. And this is gonna be like my, me taking the mark out of me for a moment. Um, Shane was never coming back, like genuinely. Like he never, ever, ever planned on coming back. He was done with it. You know, he has family. He had his own career. So to me, this isn't like a rock coming back. It's not Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back. Like this is actually like a pretty big deal in my mind. I'll be completely honest. I said I said this on the last show. I haven't watched Raw in months. You know, if something cool happens, you know, we'll watch the DVR. This made me, and I'm a huge X-Files fanatic. I was watching the season finale of X-Files, like the last X-Files ever, and it made me turn the channel to to see what was going on. Had I been watching Raw, probably would have heard me screaming across the continent. But that's another story. This is a, if he, the only thing that's going to bother me, that's genuinely going to really upset me, is if this is a one and done. If he's just come back to help ratings because his dad begged him, and then he's gone after WrestleMania, that's going to suck, which is probably what's going to happen. I would love it if he was somehow a part of it again, just because, I, like I said, I thought he just brought so much to the table, and I liked, I think a new mind in WWE could be a really good thing because he knows his stuff and he knows business, and, and I would like having you know somebody else helping out. If he's just gone, I mean, like I, said, I don't think the match is going to happen, to be completely honest. There's something that's going to happen. There's no way it's going to be Shane and Undertaker at WrestleMania. That just, it's, I can't, whatever. It's probably not going to happen. But if he's just gone after that, this is going to be a huge letdown. It's going to be pointless, and it's just going to bother me even more. See, I think the match happens. I do think the match goes down. I think there will be interference, probably copious amounts of interference. But, you know, I I don't think they would (laughs) – I don't think Shane would do that. I don't think Shane would would, – have a match be announced, and he's just not like anything he's done before. Well, I think it's going to get changed. What? You know, it could it could be any number of things. Like my worst nightmare could come true, and and he could be like, you know, I I technically own WCW, and I've got this dude oh who's under contract, <laughs> who who just might happen to be able to wrestle in my proxy. I don't want to see that match either. No, me um, neither. But, Never. But good. And that, and I, I actually, I, I, I hope that I hope that what Brina says is what comes to be with with the result of this match. Um, and in in the sense that I, I don't want to see a forty, you know, you know, forty something year old Shane McMahon and a fifty year old Undertaker in the ring. Like I don't, I don't really want to see the Undertaker. Like people were not excited. No, like, like in the twenties. People have not been excited about the Undertaker or the prospect of the Undertaker wrestling. Like every every year, it's like, oh man, he's he's so out of shape, he's broken down, and blah blah blah. And like this match got announced, and people were like, oh, the Undertaker, this is huge. And then, like, Shane, yes, like when oh, I yeah. like I was on Twitter watching this thing go down, and people were like losing their shit over <laughs> Shane McMahon and the Undertaker. And I'm like, it's a 46 year old man and a 50 year old man. That that it's the same gripe that everybody has, but because it's Shane. And because and I do think it's because it's Shane, and, and that that there's something that people just suddenly forgot about their their feelings with everything. Like we dropped all everything else. Like I do feel the I, need to I, point out 
right mm-hmm. now. I just feel the need to point out that in 11 minutes, you're going to be interviewing a 44-year-old man. And I love <laughs> him for that. And I'm happy that he continue, continues to go. He's been in the ring regularly over the course of his <laughs> 23 years. He has not stopped to go do his business. And and Shane may be in great shape, you know, and he may be ready to go. Everybody, like, what really makes his bacon? Like, come on, let's be honest. It's it's Shane bumping it is what people have gone nuts for during right. these matches. Really? I don't want to see him get. I don't want to see him bump. I don't want to see him get hurt. And that and it, it really make sense. Yeah. And it, it's just it, to me, it seems reckless and dangerous. I don't care how great a shape he is. I know they showed footage of him working out. Great. I don't. I don't like seeing the Undertaker roll. Or, you know, go around anymore because he doesn't look to be in the same level of shape that he that he was in the past. Oh no, and, see, he's in great shape because we all saw a picture of his back on Instagram. So now yeah. we all think he's like cut up and in phenomenal shape. Well, of course. But, but then reality comes by, wrestling realist, right. and, and is like, listen, to, like, just go back in time, like, two years ago, a year ago. Like, people were talking, like, when Undertaker was 48, people were like, oh, my gosh, he's he looks so old. He looks so bad. I, I just, I feel like, you know, Greg, Greg and I off off on social media and, and back and forth when this got announced, like, I'm like, this is a train wreck, and it'll be ter- and, I, and I'm worried it'll be terrible. Craig was like, this is going to be a train wreck, and I love it. Um, and that, <laughs> I and didn't say train wreck. This is well, going to be brutal, 100% brutal. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be ugly, and it's going to be glorious. And and that's what I said because this is what I, I don't want this on Raw. I don't want this at the Royal Rumble. I don't want this to to, to coin a phrase at Backlash. I don't want this anywhere but WrestleMania. This match, to me, is what WrestleMania is all about. You pull out all the stops at WrestleMania. You do stupid shit at WrestleMania, and it's okay because it's WrestleMania. But, like, the thing is, like, the match isn't going to, like, the match is not going to be good. No. It's not. And so I don't want to, I don't want to watch it. Like, I will watch Shane and me and Russell anybody. Put them against Roman Reigns. I'll watch it. I don't care. But it's not going to be a good match. And so I just don't see the point of it. I don't see what we're going to get out of this. Like, what's the, what's Undertaker getting out of this? Like, there's no story that makes sense, and that's my issue. There's no – Undertaker's never been Vince's guy. Like, why is Vince defending right. – or why is well, Taker defending – so there's got to be more storyline, and that's why I'm thinking sure. that the match is somehow going to get changed because it just I doesn't will, make sense. I, I will agree that I think uh, one of my one of my favorite phrases uh, – we all know it. I, I do say a lot of times, let it marinate. I think that – that that there is plenty of time for for there to be a twist and a change in the storyline that that will make me feel better and really honestly the heart of this six for me comes down to this match it really does like this announced match when that got announced I was like ugh and then thought I was like the lonely man on the mountaintop and on the on the interwebs because I was like the only person who didn't like the idea. If if it changes, and I think that you know, if it does become something like if there's this rumored brand extension or there's a split or whatever it is that's going to happen, that this is what is the impetus to that, to where they make it make sense, I'll, I'll be okay with with the reasoning. I just don't want to. I don't want to see Shane and the Undertaker wrestle. I don't. Um, I don't really want to see the Undertaker wrestle anymore. I don't right. at all. Right, but he's obviously hell bent on doing it. Um, yep. I, I I damn sure hope this isn't his last match, and I do kind of wonder if that's going to get added to the stakes come Monday when the Undertaker's on Raw. Um, I do think you're right. I think there's going to be some changes, even if it's not the participants. Uh, there's also that theory out there that you know 
lights are going to go out, and here's going to come the new Bullet Club or some shit. Like, this is going to be – this is internet wet dreaming is what that Yeah, is. that's, that's – um, I mean, come on, people. Stop. <laughs> you just stop. never know. But no. at, at the same time, it's uh, – you know, it, it's just a matter of, of what people want to see and what people think they're going to see. Um, I, I honestly – I don't know. I think Shane and The Undertaker will step into Hell in a Cell, and they will have their match. Now, it may go haywire from there, but I do think they're going to go. Uh, we'll like have a couple minutes. more of like a casket match or something more gimmicky, right. maybe, but like Hell in a Cell, uh, it just bothers me. I, I, I love also, him, and I'll I'll do anything to watch him. But uh. And I know that Hell in a Cell and like the, the, like the spectacle of Hell in a Cell deserves to be at WrestleMania. I also feel like it's it's the end of a feud, not the start of one. But it's um, never right. been the end of a feud. But it, it, it should it, be. And that's, like, it, it should be, be yes. It, Shawn I, I take that. It has been. Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker ended in 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 the, in the, in the cell, the first Hell in the Cell ever, for a significant period of time. I mean, it's because that Kane guy showed up, but it ended. Right. It ended with Shawn's bloody face all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and now it's a pay-per-view. Tell me how you know how I feel about the fall of thematic pay-per-views all, all throughout yeah, the time of the year. I, I just, you know, Hell in the Cell, I mean, it's it's almost like they sat in a, in a creative meeting and they were like, what's the craziest fucking thing we can do? And someone was like, no, I got it. No, they drew a name. Yeah. No, they, they didn't draw a name. literally had to just Somebody was like, I got it. Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. And like 14 people were snickering and Vince McMahon was like, perfect, let's do it. And and that's where we are today. Um, real quick, because like I said, we only have a moment. Do you buy into any of this real life drama that that slant that's being taken online? That there's the real issues behind the scenes, and Shane was pushed out or wasn't going to be included, and that's why he left. Like, do, do you buy into any of that, Patrick? I'll let you go first. Uh, my bullshit meter raises slightly on this. You know, like may, maybe not at all. I, I I don't really buy it. Um, I I I don't know that. It makes really a lot of sense. I, I feel like it's 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 stirring. It's so you know somebody's stirring something up that is sort of a half truth if if it's a truth at all. So I don't I don't buy it. No. Um, I would think if anything, they probably were like, "Hey, we're we're going to go in this direction," and Shane was like, "Well, I'm ready to have a family. I'm ready to do my own thing. I can't imagine there being actually bitter blood." Yeah. Um, I, I think it was more or less like, hey, maybe we want to do this. And he was like, perfect, I'm out. I can't, like, I, I don't, but I don't know. I don't know anything. I hate speculating. I hate saying mm-hmm. this is clearly BS or no, I hundred, like, definitely this happened. Because we don't know. We'll, we'll probably never know. It'll always be a, you know, storyline more than anything. I can't really imagine right. that situation happening, though, because he always, you know, he's made a life. I can't imagine yeah, being the only bitter thing- about it. That I could ever buy into. If there's any bitterness, then bitterness might be on Vince's side, uh, because yep. Vince may assume yeah. that his son was going to do this, um, yeah. or didn't. So that is a, a definite possibility there. So it's uh, you know kind of the situation that we're in, uh, and, and we'll see what happens come WrestleMania time. So it's it's going to be you know it, it's going to be a fun ride. There are five Monday Night Raws left before wrestlemania something we got to keep in mind i think your guys theory about things being changed even if it's just stipulations could uh wholeheartedly be true on that one so definitely a lot of good stuff there so real quick before we go to break uh crystal ball after wrestlemania so let's say sometime middle of april uh will everyone be as jazzed about the shane mcmahon return as they are right now brina if he's stuck around 
and there is a some like if there's a role for him, whatever it may be, if it's a brand split, if he becomes GM, whatever it may be, if he is still around, I will guarantee you that for a significant change in the past year, I will be watching Raw every single night or every single week. Um, I would love that to happen. Like I said, if it doesn't happen, if he goes away after WrestleMania, I will be severely let down and just, but almost not surprised at the same time. So what do you think it's going to be? Is he going to stay or is he going to go? World, I want him to stay. I just don't know if that's what's in the cards. I have no idea. Gotcha. I okay, want him to Patrick. Stay. Um, I you know I think it's a little early to de- to really determine whether he's going to stay or go because we've only had one announcement. Uh, I, I think historically, well, not that, people, will people in mid-April are people going to be as excited about this? Yes, because I think that one of the things that Shane McMahon does have that a lot of other people do is is almost an inexhaustible well of goodwill from the fans who make the most amount of noise. Um, and so, like, like I think that that he he can he can ride a pretty good wave of momentum for quite some time. You know, is he going to pop a rating? I don't know because his his most popular audience is is the you know the IWC um, to be to be blunt. Um, and we don't pop ratings um, as much as the kids do. So, you know, I, I think he, I do think though he stays entertaining. I do think that the the fan base that cares to watch him will, will stick with him. They won't get tired of him. Yeah. I, I think that it, it's going to be, it does really depend on what's going to happen long-term. Uh, my answer is no, I, I just don't think this is a long-term thing. I know we all, we reported on, on the fact that uh, there's a raw in May that's listed on Ticketmaster as, Raw versus WWE, and so some people are thinking that's that's something special going on. Who knows? Uh, you, you can just never know. There was a time when 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 you know Shane McMahon bought WCW storyline wise that WCW versus WWF uh, was was being put out there for events, and that never happened. So who knows what what's going to happen if it's a whole other invasion or if it's nothing. And we'll be back to status quo uh, come WrestleMania time. Because you damn sure believe that Shane's not beating The Undertaker, at least not clean. Like, that's just no. something that God they're no. going to do to The Undertaker. Bray Wyatt Shane couldn't do it. it. You, you know Shane McMahon's not going to do it. So, what if Shane bought TNA behind everyone's back? Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I guess know. I'd ask him why. Um, right. <laughs> and, and what did he do with the rest of the money in his wallet? <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, what did he, you know, TNA, a pack of gum, and a jelly donut. I'm good. Like, that's, you know, I just don't, uh, he, he would be, it'd be a poor investment, probably, I hate to say it, um, for Shane McMahon to buy TNA. So, that's probably the only time we'll talk about TNA on this show. We might talk about it a little bit. Yay! Hey, it's the best show watching. It is a great, it, the show's doing really well, actually. Not ratings-wise, but enjoyable. They've been putting out good stuff. Yeah. So. All right, we are slightly behind schedule, so Brina, thank you for coming I'm along. Going to bed. Uh, yep, You're you welcome. Bed. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. Next time we do this, and when I, sometime between now and WrestleMania, I will definitely let you know. Yay! Okay. There you go, <laughs> Brina, Ashley, everybody. Patrick, down. Quick break, and then of course we're going to come back with the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. You think All you right. know me?
Show. Thank you for coming back and joining us once again. Well, thanks for that intro, man. I, I feel like I should profess my love for you like Buggy Nova did. I <laughs> no. said I'm certainly fond of you. What a what an intro. Wow. Thanks, guys. Uh, I feel all, ultra welcome, extra special, uh, much obliged. No, and we definitely appreciate you coming on, and we'd always make time for something like that and, and really excited about this weekend, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, obvious first question for someone of your stature, 23 years in the wrestling business. How are you doing physically at this point in your career? I'm doing great. I feel great, man. I, I mean, you know, once you get up there past the 20-year mark, obviously it's in your mind how much longer can you do it. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm very cognizant about, you know, staying in as best health as I can, uh, you know, trying to minimize my uh, aches and pains from wrestling and, uh, you know, maximize my recovery time. And so, yeah, I, I, I keep that in the back of my mind all the time. And uh, But right now I feel, I feel very good. I feel like the last five years I've been doing some of the best work of my career. And I, I have no plans on hanging up the boots anytime soon. I think the plan right now is uh, my retirement is going to happen right around the time I stop reading. That's my <laughs> thought process now. And, and the card subject to change, but I mean, that's the plan right now. Yeah, the card subject to change. You never know. Uh, you was, never know. Yeah. Obviously, things are very different for you now than they were 23 years ago. Uh, and, and you don't just show up and wrestle. There's a lot that you do to keep yourself in shape. How has that changed, what you do physically to prepare uh, for, for professional wrestling? How has that changed now versus what you used to do? Well, 
I feel like back when I first started wrestling, I was trying really hard. And it's not that it showed, but I was really trying hard to get as good as I could get. And, um, you know, because at the time I started, you know, it was still sort of a big man game. And it still is a big man game. I mean, let's be honest. But, you know, in the past two decades, uh, you know, the, I guess the stereotypical form of a wrestler has changed a little bit. And uh, with the advent of guys, uh, the guys that inspired me, guys like Sean Waltman and Sean Michaels, the time where, you know, two years ago, Daniel Bryan was world heavyweight champion. And last year, Seth Rollins became a world heavyweight champion. Um, you know, the, the, the mold for professional wrestling sort of has changed a little bit. And so now um, I'm very much into functionally prepared to wrap and the medical care. Uh, you know, I, I hope I stay aesthetically teased, if you will. But at the same time, I realized that it's, you know, and I realized it a while ago, that that this is a performance, uh, you know, performance is more important. So I, I need to be able to go out there and wrestle for a long period of time. And, and uh, so I, I adjusted my workouts accordingly to, to keep my cardio sort of high. And, uh, you know, as the advent of, Things like P90X and uh, uh, Rush Fit, Sanity, those kind of uh, those kind of workout regimens that were based to be like full body workout styles. Uh, one of my favorites is Rush Fit. It's a George St. Pierre style uh, workout, or the guy that, or the the workout that he bugged out. It's very much attuned to the style of work that we do in wrestling. Lots of push pull, uh, lots of uh, high intensity training. So that's the sort of stuff that I started doing. And have been doing for the past, I don't know, eight years, maybe eight, nine years. Wow, very nice. So I, I like that um, you brought up uh, Daniel Bryan because um, it segues nicely into into my first question uh, for you, and that is uh, at the very first ROH show you wrestled Loki and Daniel Bryan, um, Bryan Danielson, uh, in the main event, uh, and now here, um, you know, for the 14th anniversary show, you're going to be facing Alex Shelley. Uh, but during that first show, how did you honestly think ROH would turn out? Did you see it going to where it is today? Not not on the first show. I have to be honest, man. Uh, the first show, we didn't really have any idea. Because, you know, at that point, all the wrestlers, to them, it, at that point, it was a booking. We had no idea what the plans were. And, mm-hmm. and Gabe uh, Sapolsky and Rob Feinstein, those guys came in knowing what, but we really didn't have that idea. Um but, I mean, if, as I go back and look at it, there were clues that I sort of missed. Like, one of the things, uh, you know, there were at that point in my career, there had been plenty of guys that had tried to put together, I guess what you'd call a stack show. They tried to get as many stars as they could get and, and, and really tried to blow the bank on one show. And so when we had this show, we heard that Eddie Guerrero and Super Crazy were going to wrestle each other. We just automatically assumed, okay, well, that's the main event. That's, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero just had recently left the, at that time. Super Crazy had had his career in, in ECW, so he was well-established in the Northeast at that time. And when we got there and were told that we were the main event, you know, in hindsight now I realized that that was a statement to the fan base that Ring of Honor wasn't going to rely on guys that had made their names in other places to carry them on. They're going to get guys that are going to make their names there to sort of carry the brand. 
And so they gave us that opportunity to be the main event. And, and I feel like, you know, the three of us really delivered uh, in the spot that we were in. You know, it, it was a very daunting task to think that we were going to have to follow Eddie Ferreira. I, I feel like we did a pretty decent job. And so that, to me, uh, you know, in hindsight, that was a statement, I think, that Ring of Honor made that they were going to build a reputation on the best talent that they could bring to the table, no matter where they were from, Northeast, all across the U.S., uh, overseas, whatever. They were going to do that could to bring the best wrestling to that fan base that they could do. Yeah, and you can really see that play out in sort of who carries the who carries the banner with the company now as far as it seems like a lot of a lot of the guys that that are still working with the company are, are very much like foundational guys that were built that that have really helped build ROH from the ground up while still introducing new talent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been the thing, you know, uh, as as wrestling rosters change and guys get different opportunities in different places. Ring of Honor has turned into a destination for a lot of guys. And so um you know, there are guys that are training now that are working hard to become pro wrestlers and perfect their craft that in their head are going, man, I hope I get to Ring of Honor one day. I hope I'm good enough one day to be at Ring of Honor. And so when you become a destination like that, you've got, I'd say, thousands of wrestlers that want to be where we are right now, that are working hard and building a craft so that they can, you know, one day step into a Ring of Honor ring. And that, that sort of desire to be in our company has kept the talent level pretty high because, you know, if everybody wants to be a part of it, you can sort of weed out the guys that don't belong and and keep the cream of the crop. Yeah, pretty much. And speaking of one of those guys um, that, that I think is a part of the cream of the crop, uh, your opponent, um, Alex Shelley. Now, um, we talked a little bit about how you've evolved over the past 23 years. Obviously, Alex Shelley has, has grown and done a lot of the same over his 14 um what do you think is different about the Alex Shelley you're going to face tomorrow night? Uh, different from from what? From the, from, the, when he, from when he started, like, like yeah, from the from his yeah from his beginnings. Um, well, I think Alex is is you know with any wrestler that has a, a, a long career, uh, over the course of time he learns from his mistakes. So obviously, I, I feel like he's a, a, a more a well-balanced wrestler, a better-balanced wrestler overall. Um, Alex has always been a fan of the Japanese scene, and he, you know, since the past couple of years, I've primarily seen him compete in New Japan. I feel like he's taken that style and sort of uh, merged it with his own personal style, and he's become one of the more unique wrestlers on the Ring of Honor roster. Having said that, all the things that, that Alex has done in his career, I've also done, and I did them first. So the one thing that I'm always going to have in a match against Alex Shelley is an experience advantage. And that's going to be the thing that, that takes me, you know, over the top. Um, I feel like that experience advantage is going to be the thing that, that's going to put me in the, in the, the driver's seat. So, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced you always win. That's, that's always <laughs> my opinion. Like you, you can never lose in my mind. So. Well, there you have it. Yeah. I'm yeah, on your team. We, we, we oftentimes will, will, will pick cards on on this show, and he'll pick you to win matches you're not even in. That's just it's true. Just, oh, it's oh, true. Yeah. That makes it tougher if I'm not in the match. But I, but, but you're happened. so good. I am good. He just I, I can't argue with you. There that, you go. He just believes. All correct things. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> Ring of Honor's uh, 14th anniversary show, which of course airs live on pay-per-view tomorrow night. You can get all that information at ROHwrestling.com. It is taking place at Samstown in Las Vegas. Uh, when you're in Vegas, and I don't know if you're there yet or if, if you're getting there tomorrow, how that schedule's working for you. Do you head to the casino? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, I might afterwards, after the show I might, but not, you know, right. business first. Then we can celebrate after uh, after all the victories have been tallied and uh, all the paydays have been passed out. Then right. we can hit the table. So, so assuming, and it's safe to assume, that you you emerge victorious on Friday, and, and the eviction or the addiction uh, emerges victorious during the taping on Saturday. Where do you head first in Sin City? Oh, we're uh, we're big three card poker guys, me and Frankie. So a three card poker table will probably be where we end up. But um, you know the, the the sky's the limit. We'll see what happens. I always go where the day takes me. Excellent. Very good. You uh, have been public in, in recent interviews about the fact that your contract, Ring of Honor, is is one of the exclusive contracts. Of course, it allows you to work in, in New Japan as well. Um, seems like that would cause you to have a little bit more of a reduced schedule. Is that where you feel like you want to be right now? You talked about this stage in your career and recovery time. How does this contract fit in with all of that? Um, well, it wasn't like the schedule, a reduced schedule wasn't really a goal. It was just sort of a uh, a byproduct of, you know, becoming exclusive. Like, I, if if Ring of Honor told me tomorrow that they were going to be running four shows a week every week from now on, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But you know, I take the dates that they book. Um, to me, the the thing that made me want to sign the contract with Ring of Honor. Well, first of all, uh, they've always shown loyalty to me, and I've always said that I was going to show loyalty to a company that showed loyalty to me. And every time I've ever needed a place to go, Ring of Honor was there for me. So at this point in my career, I feel like I certainly do owe them a great deal. And so when they approached me with this contract, it was a situation where in addition to continuing to be in-ring talent, which is you know my main priority at this point, it also offered me the opportunity to sort of build a foundation for what I'm going to do after I'm done wrestling. And uh, so part of the job is for me is to help uh, a lot of the younger talent behind the scenes, uh, help the creative team behind the scenes, anything I can do to help ring of honor grow as a product, as a promotion, as a television show, anything that I can do with all the experience that I had, uh, you know, working overseas and working with the DNA and the television there, anything that I can do to help build ring of honor. That's also my job. And so, that was what was appealing to me, the idea of not only can I continue wrestling with some of the greatest wrestlers on the planet, I'm also starting that edge of my career where when it's time for me to give my boots up, I still have putting my best foot forward in the world of pro wrestling. Well, you talk about when it's time to hang your boots up, and obviously you've got a foundation laid for what you're going to do in the future, which I think is awesome, and more people should be so smart to do that. And this is a question we've asked other people before, and, and, and one time asked Adam Pierce, will you, will your retirement be, okay, here's my retirement match, or will it be the kind of thing where after you have a match you say, okay, that was it, now I'm done? I don't, I, I can't really tell you, man. I, I don't know, I don't know the situation that is going to make me decide it's time to, to retire again. Um, I mean, I, I obviously have thought about it, but I haven't come to any conclusion.
conclusions. I haven't thought to myself, okay, I'm going to set a date and call that the drop-dead date, or if I'm going to wait and find out that my body is telling me to cut it out. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I've always said that if I realized that I can't compete at a certain level, I was going to get out. Uh, but at this point, you know, the last year of my career so far, I feel like I've, I'm still able to go in there and perform at a top level. So that hasn't occurred, uh, you know, and I feel like I wrestle a smart style and I, I, I'm very cognizant of the dangers of pro wrestling overall. So I don't think that I'm going to suddenly become injured, knock on wood. So I'm not sure what, what is going to prompt me to say, okay, it's time for me to go. And so I can't really answer, you know, will I be able to prepare? Will it come like a thief in the night and just the next day I'll have to say, okay, guys, it's, the last match you saw me in was the last match I'll ever do. I, I, we'll all find out together, I guess. I, I refuse to believe that day will ever happen. Um, <laughs> is, it'll it'll impact my watching wrestling in a, in a negative way. Uh I do want to talk a little bit about uh, another uh, another wrestler uh, who you have been linked with um, throughout your throughout both of your careers, uh, and that's uh, namely one AJ Styles. Um, okay. He's he's now in the WWE. Um, a lot of people didn't think this um, sort of this day would happen when he showed up at the Royal Rumble. Did you think this was something that would happen for AJ Styles? Um. Well, I always knew that he was given if he was given the opportunity and a fair shake that he could certainly compete in the WWE ring. Um, it was just a matter of the attitudes of the people that make those decisions. And in the past two years, that attitude has changed in the, in the sense that five years ago, a person who was primarily known for their work in TNA was not going to be brought into the, to the WWE. And I think the past couple of years, and, and let me let me even go further and say, uh, someone who whose main success was on the independent scene mm-hmm. might not have been uh, a, a viable candidate for a WWE career. But over the course of years, I feel like men like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, those guys who epitomized the, the struggle of working hard on the independent scene to make their name, and then transitioning into a, a successful WWE career, I think that those men sort of paved the way for people like uh, Samoa Joe to mm-hmm. suddenly be a viable candidate to, to go to NXT and WWE. And the same thing with AJ Styles. Like, if it wasn't for their success of those three guys that I named, and, and you know, and then you can also throw in Kevin Owens in that, in that, yep. uh, in that group. Um, you know, these guys that, cut their teeth on the independent scene that didn't come from scratch from the WWE system. They came from outside the system to find success. I feel like those guys paved that way. And now because of their success, the attitudes of the the decision makers is like, if this person's ready, it doesn't matter where he got his experience. All that matters is that he's prepared and can make a positive difference on the product. And uh, to me, the best two examples of that in the past two years have been Joe and AJ. Yeah. So to, to follow up with that, what do you think AJ can accomplish in the WWE? Uh, to me, I think he could be world champion. I don't see any reason why he couldn't be a world champion. Um, I, I feel like 
if, if he's given that opportunity to sort of grow, uh, you know, right now the situation with him sort of being the guy that had success everywhere and is now testing the waters of WWE, uh, you know, his first program with Chris Jericho was, was uh, you know, I think was a very good thing for him. Um, I think that it's a great learning experience to be able to get in there with someone like Chris, uh, who I respect immensely. And, uh, you know, it, it just it depends on what they're willing to offer him and what opportunities they're willing to lay at his feet. Uh, but I feel like, you know, if they give him the opportunity, if they give him the ball, he certainly can run with it. He's done it everywhere else he's ever been, whether it was TNA or New Japan or Ring of Honor. He's succeeded where he's gone. And now he's in the opportunity to succeed <clears throat> at, at the top level. Changing that up a little bit, going to another person that you saw very early in his career, and, and we were all lucky enough to see as well. Um, and now he's been given the ball, so to speak, in Ring of Honor, and that's Jay Lethal. Uh, of course, went from Ring of Honor to TNA, back to Ring of Honor, and now on top of the world as, as the Ring of Honor world champion. When you go back a decade plus, um, and, and you see the guy who was in Special K and, and started coming up through the ranks, like, did you say that guy's going to be our world champion in a decade? Um, I, I didn't see it when he was in Ring of Honor, but I certainly saw the talent when he was in TNA. Um, you know, we crossed paths many times there. And, uh, again, it was one of those things where I felt like it, it, it just depends on the attitudes of the people that are making decisions and giving opportunities. Like, if they pigeonhole a guy, it's hard for that guy to break out of that hole. But if they have an open mind and they give that opportunity, like, Jay took everything that TNA ever gave him and hit home run away. And so uh, one of the most surprising releases I ever saw was when he left TNA. But, you know, these things happen for a reason. And I knew that if he was given an opportunity somewhere else, he would succeed. And that's exactly what he did in, in Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, he became television champion uh, very quickly and, uh, you know, became a two-time champion and now held television championship and the world championship at the same time. First wrestler ever to do that. And, uh, you know, I feel like the last couple of years have been the most change-worthy for him. He's been, he's grown, uh, he's grown into the role of a world champion. And, and it's just exciting. It's great to see. I'm very happy to have seen him from, like, early on and grow into the position he's in now. And he's the standard bearer right now for our company. Yeah, it's it's funny. I remember even just just a couple short years ago, he, he's challenging for the world title in his hometown, and and the general feeling you saw was, geez, I really hope this guy doesn't win. Fast forward to when he's challenging Jay Briscoe for the double championship, and everybody's like, I really want this guy to win. So it definitely has that past few years has made that transition. So who now? What what young guy on the roster? Uh, do you see that potential in to someday be that Ring of Honor world champion six seven years down the road? Oh man. It, there's, there's so many guys, man. I mean, to me, the obvious, the, the easy answer right now is Kyle O'Reilly, just because I feel like he's gotten those opportunities. And, uh, you know, I think that he's gotten them early in his career. Not early, but, I mean, he's still a younger man. And, uh, you know, his career in Ring of Honor has only been, you know, like four or five years. So uh, his opportunities at the world title uh, are sort of new. And the, the – those experiences, those first few title matches, they're, they're great experiences to learn from. And I feel like Kyle is the type of wrestler that certainly can learn from those early shots 
and mold uh, the changes that need to be made to become victorious in those situations. Um, but, I mean, uh, you could also say the same thing about Adam Cole, who's already been a world heavyweight champion. Uh, I look around the, the roster and I see talent everywhere. I look at Dalton Castle and see, you know, despite what some would call a very outlandish uh, exterior, this guy's got the tools to be somebody special, you know. And so it's just a matter of those opportunities coming his way. And when they come, him taking the positive experiences out of it and molding it and becoming better each time. Uh, you look at someone like Silas Young, who, uh, you know, has already had a very good career, but just recently came into the Ring of Honor fold more on a full-time basis and has certainly showed people that he's got what it takes to, to perform at that high level. So, I mean, there's lots of guys, Cedric Alexander, ACH. I could go on and on. I name all of these guys. Uh, and, you know, it's a matter of them taking the opportunities that are given and, and molding them and, and, and learning from each experience and building, building their career thus. So I'm going to, I'm going to change the subject almost entirely. Um, and I'll, I'll fill you in. We, uh, when we announced that we were going to have you on the, on the show, um, we started some, some, some footage kept, kept popping up from the internet about a, a debut you recently made on a very different kind of show. Uh, can you All talk right. to us? Can you talk to us a little bit about um, your role as Deacon as part of the Universal Studios Waterworld stunt show? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, fast. Uh, let me rewind about 15 years. Uh, moved out to California in 1996, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because my wife is an actress and was pursuing an acting career. And one of the first things that she got that was long term was a. Uh, a children's show at Universal Studios. And um, she got to know the system in there. And she always said to me, oh, you'd be great at doing one of the stunt shows. So now fast forward to 2015, and, um, you know, she knew the right people. And uh, those people reached out to me if I, to see if I wanted to audition for an opportunity to be a stunt performer uh, at the Waterworld show. And um, last year my schedule didn't really permit it. But then this year they also had auditions again, and this year uh, because my schedule uh, only had Ring of Honor on it, I was able to sort of make the dates work, and uh, I got cast, and I just went through the rehearsal process and finally had my first shows uh, a few days ago. So now when I'm not out uh, conquering the ring for Ring of Honor, I will be uh, a stunt performer at Universal Studios doing the Waterworld show. So, so now is this is this the sort of gig that you you're gonna try to keep on um, for quite some while, or is this is this a short term thing? What do you what are you thinking? No, it's it's something that I want to do. Um, you know, professional wrestler. I feel like, and living out in California, uh, mm-hmm. learning to do stunt work is a natural transition. I think, and um, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but never really had the opportunity to do. And um, as long as I can continue, uh, you know working in a peak capacity for Ring of Honor, and that's my only, you know, as long as I'm exclusive to Ring of Honor, I'll be able to continue and do this stunt work in between the dates that we do. So, yeah, my plan is to continue to do this as long as I can. I'm working with a great set of performers and directors, and, um, you know, these, it's another opportunity for me to sort of branch out and do things, uh, you know, that 
sort of lay within my skill set. That's terrific, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you and, and and have have you have you gotten the wrestling fan responses already? Like, if people, you know, ha, have you been sitting in 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 the show for or in the stadium for that show? Have you received like a fallen angel chant or anything else during the show? Not yet. I I, I literally have only done like I literally did one day of work so far. Uh, I had to do what they call clearance shows, which means I did my first shows in front of an actual audience. And then the higher-ups at Universal watched me and decided if I was ready to join the roster or not. And so uh, on one of those clearance shows, my uh, media-savvy pal Joey Ryan happened to be there, <laughs> and he did a video and uploaded it, and all of a sudden now everybody knows about it. So, But I, I have been recognized already by uh, the casual fan sitting in the audience uh, from just those two shows. And so I'm sure there will be a lot more of that uh, in the future. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, like I said, uh, it's something that I've always wanted to do and, uh, finally got the opportunity. And now because ring of honor, uh, has allowed me to become exclusive with them. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the, the grind of the independent wrestling. Scene. And so now I can sort of focus on other things. And, and one of the things that I always wanted to do even before wrestling was acting, and so if this sort of opens the door for me to get into more acting and more stunt work in the Hollywood scene, um, and I can do both, I'm going to do that. Awesome. Well, well, congratulations to you on that and for achieving another goal of yours outside the world of professional wrestling. And hopefully people see that, hey, people have goals outside of the world of wrestling, and that's 100% okay. And for being such a huge part of Ring of Honor as it goes to celebrate its 14-year anniversary, pay-per-view tomorrow night, 14th anniversary, from Samstown in Las Vegas. Go to ROHWrestling.com. Get all the information. Order it. You can watch it on your phone through the Flips Fight app. You can watch it. Uh, on your computer, you can watch it on your your pay-per-view provider, on your television, all sorts of ways to see it. And you, of course, will be going one-on-one and and will emerge victorious as the almighty Christopher Daniels. Uh, Remind everybody where they can find you on the Twitter and in any other way that you like to interact with your fans. Um, Well, definitely Twitter is my main deal. You can follow me at F-A-C Daniels. I have a website, www.fallenangelchristopherdaniels.com. Um, I need to get better at keeping that updated, though. Ever since I signed with ROH, I haven't had a chance to sort of uh, amend the, the website accordingly. But uh, when in doubt, always get to my Twitter. I try to keep people informed of the latest and greatest news about uh, their favorite wrestler and yours. And um, uh, that's basically it, man. Uh, keep an eye out on Twitter. I'll keep you abreast of the situation. Sounds good. Well, we thank you for everything you've done for us as fans, uh, for us as a show, and just for the Ring of Honor product and, and all the wrestling products that you've been involved with. Um, congrats to you on an amazing career that's still going, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Thanks very much. I don't really need the luck, but I appreciate you offering it. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right. and uh, I want to say this to the fan base that's listening and, and that will be supporting Ring of Honor. Uh, we would have made it 14 years if it wasn't for the passionate fan base that Ring of Honor has always had. So uh, we're going to uh, repay your loyalty with a home run of a show on Friday night. So thank you guys. Uh, Thank you guys, uh, Greg, and the rest of your crew. And thank you, wrestling fans, for uh, keeping Ring of Honor uh, near and dear to your hearts. Awesome. And we always will. Thank you and good luck. Not that you need it. 
All right, man. Take care. Thank you. All right, there you go, Patrick O'Dowd. Interaction number two with, with Christopher Daniels. Hey, I feel I feel I was more successful this time around. You were. You are. Now, we won't bring up the fact that it should be interaction number three. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. So, You know, I was wondering if you were going to bring it up on any level. No, no, not during the interview. I thought about it towards the end. You did. I bet you did. I bet you did. I did. Of course I thought about it, especially when he was talking about being recognized at Universal Studios. I totally thought about it. Let's take a well, break. Come back to stage, Sean. Thank you, Greg. Oh, I want to say, Greg, I love you. I'm serious. I love you. Greg DeMarco, I love you. This is Buggy Nova, and I just want to let all you guys know that I love Greg DeMarco. True, I can't help it. Greg DeMarco Show.
Bordeaux, and ugh, that's not, they come off really weird. <laughs> oh my god, see, this is what happens when you're trying too hard. That's what happens. That's, I just gotta, this is, ugh. <laughs> Third time's a charm. This is the Perfect Ten Scarlet Bordeaux, and you're listening to The Greg DeMarco Show, the only show, the best show on the web. Because you know you're so <laughs> See, I'm gonna get off the phone, I'm gonna think of something so much better. Greg DeMarco Show. And we are back on the Greg DeMarco show with the Greg, with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dell. I almost said it's the Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dell. <laughs> with, that's, with the Greg DeMarco. That, that's that's how highly I think of myself, apparently. Because um, I was going to play like a little bumper music, and then it was ending too fast, and and I was like, nope, be too much silence. Didn't want to yeah, do that. That's unfortunate. Uh, so are you are you holding up? Because we're about to transition from Christopher well, Daniels to Jade Chung, and I need to make sure you're okay. You know, I, 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 I went on the inter. I, I went into the Google. Um, during the during the break, by the way, I almost got lost singing along with the Steiner Brothers song. Yeah, like, hard not. When, to... when you unmuted me, I was like right there with it. And, <laughs> You're and, about and, to be like Steiner. Oh, I was. I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, was you know roaming through Google, and I reached an interesting conclusion today because um, I have officially searched all the internet, and there is officially no such thing as a bad picture of Jay Chung on the internet at all. See? And, and, and I don't actually believe that there's one that exists anywhere like that probably, you can find. Is, I, I'm not even going to try. Like, why Why would anyone no, try to do that? There, it's, a pointless, it's a pointless pursuit. That's what I'm getting at. Like, you can't. Like, if you look for it, you're just not going to find one because it's she, By the way, she's just the most beautiful confirm, woman in wrestling. Just to confirm for you, Patrick or Dad, we have a chief guest. It's It is our golden opportunity right now to bring back to the show card-carrying DeMarquette and most beautiful woman in professional wrestling. In professional wrestling. And that song may not be 100% applicable right now, but we'll get to that. Uh, Jade, welcome. Welcome back to the Greg DeMarco Show. Soldier Boy, tell them. You know what? That song just makes me dance. I mean, regardless of... Something about that song. Sorry, go ahead. Just something about that song makes me happy, but a little bit sad in a way since a lot of things have changed. They have. But, by the way, definitely... hi guys. Hello. So, and, and Patrick, some how stuff are you holding changed. up? I'm doing well. Um, are you sure? Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to keep it together. Um, I'm gonna be okay. It's tough. He's, he has to drink sometimes, and 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 that's just what he. Uh, what he does, he's sometimes, gonna be alright. Sometimes, like okay. sometimes, like well, I got a problem. It's okay. We can we can talk about it. Now, now this is on the outside. On the inside, he's like, don't do it like that, baby. So it's, it's, there's two Patrick O'Dowds. The one you hear and the one that I know is actually going on. So it's mm. uh, it's that you uh, you made some 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 internet headlines recently with what I called on our little run sheet here as just the dive. 
uh, moonsault off a 15-foot-high speaker down to a couple different professional wrestlers. And, and whenever – and it seems like, you know, when call a spade a spade. Whenever a woman does something like this, people react differently, and they, they bring up the riskiness of it. And, and I've been guilty of that in the past with, with a spot from Kimberly that took place over a year ago now. Um Tell us about that dive going into it. Like I talked a little bit about online um, and, and everything. Like, like that's that's your decision to do something like that. Uh, definitely, I think that there's no difference with a woman or a man doing such things. Um, I did watch Kimberly's dive, and you know, I mean, I love her for that. I think that's amazing. Um, it's, you know, it's all about trust, but at the same time, it's all about looking um, after your family. And in this family, your Cush family, uh, Chris Chambers and Shane Saber were battling it out in the ladder match at the last Super Kick show. Amazing match, by the way, um, if you haven't checked it out. There's, some, there's a highlight reel from uh, the Super Kick. Um, YouTube channel if you log into there. Uh, Chris was sadly getting, you know, his butt handed to him on the outside and me being his fam, I just can't sit back and, and watch this going on. So I was watching from the balcony, had enough, climbed over on top of the stack speakers and just laid it on to, to Sabre. Yeah, and and it's it's funny. There's an element of that, that you don't include there, but that I feel when I watch it. There's an element of where you stood on the speaker, you looked down, and you said, "Fuck it," and then you went. Like that's kind of what what it, it looks like because you just went all out. And and the family aspect of it, which is something you've talked about before, is good. And you talked about Kush and 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 Shane Saber and everything. So let's bring people up to speed if they don't know. Because last time you were on here, you, you, you were a leader and, and one of three people laying claim to the Superkick Championship of All Black Everything. So so, yes. so a lot has changed. So talk to people about that. So I'll fast forward. Um, well, I'll talk uh, – bring you up to speed here. Basically, Kingdom James and I felt that uh, Brent Banks and Tarek kind of lost sight of, you know – what what was what made us stronger we were the chance uh we lost the title we were losing matches uh kingdom had you know he left he was upset he asked i i, I had to take over things didn't go well um and when he did finally come back he wasn't too happy and made the decision to cut Tarek and Brent off, which, you know, I agree. They were they were losing. They weren't focused. Um, and then we formed an alliance with Kush. And with Kush, we took that pass right to the title. And, uh, well, didn't succeed, but at least the title was back in their eyes. Yeah, I was like, you just kind of let that go silent there. I see nothing wrong with that logic at all um, because cause Jane said so. <laughs> That's all you need. Like, for right, me, like that, I, mean, I, I have no argument 
um, at Patrick all. Patrick knows what's up. I do. Like you could, you could walk out and be like, "Eat this dog food," and Patrick would be like, "Of course, I'll eat this dog food. Give me more." <laughs> yeah. I don't know about more. Probably more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's Damn it. I suck. Um. <laughs> anyway, I love that you actually. Uh, I'm gonna pull this curtain back. I can't. I can't believe you actually wrote this question in here. But um, it's an honest question. It's a legitimate question, and so I'm gonna ask it. Um, and it's completely has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Um, but Jade, I just gotta know, how hard is it to maintain being the most beautiful person in wrestling? Oh, oof. Like that's gotta be a twenty-four-seven job. Oof. So wait a second here. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a question for your question. Okay. So I hear that Sue Young is also one of your top. Woman. She's a lovely lady, yes. So my question is mm-hmm. who's who's on top of your list? Who's so I'm on gonna the make a choose right here. You didn't you didn't hear that. I said who's on the air right now? Um <laughs> you're right. Uh I I I gotta be don't honest. Don't choose, don't choose, don't choose. I love I, young and I love I what like, she does. <laughs> I I I Actually, don't mind being on the wrong side of either of that argument. Or to be, to be frank, like I, lo- I love you both. You're, you're wonderful, wonderful ladies. Great answer. Yes. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for letting me be a politician on that one. I appreciate that. I just had to make you sweat a little bit. That's what I do. I, I'm just kind of happy we're way far away right now. People, people not all up in my face, be like, yeah, tell us <laughs> what, who's prettier. Um. Yeah. Um, just yeah, answer I the question. question. I gotta move. Um, Greg, ask a question. <clears throat> Quick. <laughs> well, you didn't answer Patrick's question though. How? What does it yeah, take? How to hard? How hard is it to be the most beautiful woman in professional, professional wrestling? wrestling? Yeah. Like, what's up with that? That was sneaky. <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's um that's an embarrassing question actually. Um. I use, you know what? I use my bangs to hide my face, so that's uh, that's my secret. What? She's not hiding. That's the modest answer. It's okay. It's a modest answer, and, it, and it's it's all right. Now, I obviously, your humility. Yes, yes, we appreciate away, and 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 you've always been very humble, and and I think that's that's fantastic. Obviously, Pastor Goodout is safe. He's he's married. He's got a young child. He is is also you know never going to be anywhere near Toronto. Um, <laughs> but wrestling that's fans, that's, hey hey hey, that's, that's I okay. might. You might go to Toronto. You might. I don't. You I might don't. Even, to- I don't. I, I I need a passport first. I might, I mean, did that? You know, I could get there. You you could. Oh, How you do could you definitely- not have a passport? Um, I had a passport and I let it expire because I never really traveled out of the country much after the one time I needed a passport. So how are you going to come watch food. Super Kicked? How are uh, you going to come watch Super Kicked or Alpha One Wrestling? I didn't say I would never get the passport back. I just, you know, like, I got things. What? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 100% honest with you right now. I've never had a passport. Oh, snap. There you go. I know. It's- truth we're talking about taking the family on a cruise 
And and the wife was yeah. like, we need passports. I was like, oh, shit, we do, don't we? So, yeah, I, I, I've i never had a passport. So we're going to Disneyland. That's, 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 that's so odd. Disneyland. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird to me. I'm sure I we'll mean, get one at some point in the next two. I, I would say in the next 12 months, we, we because we're upping the travel a little bit, I will probably yeah. have a passport. I was like, in fairness to me, I was raised in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, and like our idea of travel was like to Chicago, and like that was a big deal. Like now you live in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, so it's really hey. So (laughs) we're closer to Canada. What? You are. You are closer to Canada. So that's that's even worse for your story, though, because if you're closer to Canada, yeah. Well, then he's close to getting a passport. That's all it is. Uh, Yeah, it'll happen. See, I've been to Canada, but when I went, you didn't need a passport. So it was just a driver's license and and crossed the border and went to Montreal. Which, do you guys claim Montreal as part of Canada? Because I've heard different things. I mean, I do. Okay, well, that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, But Patrick, passport or not, Patrick is safe. But wrestling fans by nature can be a little bit odd. Um, What's the weirdest thing that a fan has ever done to you, said to you, anything that you were just like, that was, that was different. Oh, wow. Um, done to me. Well, there's a, there's a lot over the years, but I can't, I mean, I can't remember one specifically. I do remember one that just happened more recently. Um, now at the super kick shows, you know, the fans are really, like, really into it. They're up close to the ring. They're banging on the mats. They're loving it. Uh, well, every now and then. They, they've been drinking. And they, <laughs> they've been drinking but having a great time, being loud, being amazing. Uh, but, you know, you get the odd person who tries to lay a hand on you on certain that's part of cool. your body. <laughs> that's that's just not cool. And you know, people get people get involved and people just people love the show so much, which I get because that gives me, you know, the, the vibe too and it makes me go crazy. But I mean, you know, just just kind of maybe cool it. <laughs> With the touching, <laughs> you no know, touchies. no touchies. Yeah, I I appreciate it, but I'm I'm not oh, obviously great. I'm gonna leave, and uh, you know find a some other spot to be yelling and helping my boys out. That's 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 that, that may become next time just, you come on the show. There may be a sound bite where you hear cool it with the touching. Like that was just too right. perfect. And, and, and it's, we we sometimes record things and use them again over and over and over again in the future. So that That's, is very possible. I've just never gotten that honestly, like as as something that's such a, like there there's being a fan and then there's like I I don't know, man. I just but like why would you do that? Like why? Like, I honestly why? think. When you're in an intimate environment like Super Kicked, and people, most for, for the majority of people, the first wrestling they see is on television. WWE is most likely the first thing they've ever seen. And that's like way up here. It's like this pedestal, it's this grand stage. There's a good 
10 feet between you and the ring minimum. And now there's like this thick layer of padding there. It's not even just guardrail. And, and the closer you get to the action, I think the more you think this is something I could actually do. And then you get crazy enough to try to do uh, something, whether it's get involved or whether it's just, you know, no touchy. Or something no stupid. and I think people just forget where they are sometimes. You know, and, and and just 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 make a decision. It wasn't too bright, and and they're probably lucky that all you do is move and go somewhere else when something a lot worse could easily happen to them. Yeah, you know, I get it. If I was a fan, ah, uh, to be able to touch the ring, that would be the coolest thing. And even even kids that come, you know, parents aren't even scared of them you know, getting, being in with, with the adult fans and being that close and really interactive and, um, you know, just slamming their hands on the mat and everything. I, I would love it too, but, um, I don't want to say that I'm complaining because I'm an adult and I can deal with it. Obviously you just walk away or there's been a couple of times that I just yell at them. Right, but people are having a great time. People at the super kick shows, it they're just so loud, having having a time. People get carried away, and eh, what I mean, what can I, what can I do? I, I think you handle it with dignity and grace. Thank you. There you go. Take a look at that. And that was impressive. I know, right? <laughs> um. And now it's time to upset Jade, as as I <laughs> as I look at, at what I'm about to ask. Which really, I I actually feel kind of bad to ask this question, but uh, four and twelve, your Chargers went four and twelve this season. What what was up with that? The what? I'm sorry, the what? Your your, your Chargers. Uh, I'm I'm completely changing. Oh my four, gosh! Four You're bringing the Chargers into this. Four, four and twelve. Like, Patrick, I'm, a, I'm, I'm so a disappointed fan. in I'm you. I'm a Bears fan, and the Bears won more games than the Chargers. <laughs> the Bears don't beat anybody. I'm, I'm going to throw him under the bus. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I write the question. I am disappointed in you. I, I love I'm my so Chargers. And, and you I should. don't care what anybody should, yeah. says. You know what? I could be like other sports fans and just go with the team that always wins or doing so much better so they could have, you know, a cheering session with all these people and look cool. No, I love my Chargers. I love LaDainian Tomlinson. I was there for his retirement. Um, In San Diego, it was such an amazing experience. Went by myself and just had a great time with people who I didn't know and just scream and cheer, even though they lost badly that day, <laughs> it was such an experience. I love him. And Philip Rivers and Gates. So, so I got, I got a, I got a real question to ask though about, cause the, the chargers were involved in this, this scuttlebutt about moving. If, if the chargers leave San Diego, are you going to stay loyal to the team or is it about the city? The team, but the team? I don't, they're not gonna. They're not gonna leave though. Not not this They're not year. gonna leave. Yeah, they're not, not this gonna year. leave. 
I'm with okay. you. Heard I believe they're, they're, they're going to they're they're build a new stadium in San Diego. We're going to go back to rule number one of this interview, and that is if Jade says it, it, it must be so. So it must be so. Thank you. I, I, uh, I think the Chargers are going to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should write a letter. <laughs> no, I hope they stay for a while or build a stadium. Um, but obviously I would follow them wherever they, they end up. I just hate the Raiders, that's all. Who doesn't hate the Raiders? Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I know a couple of people, and they're silly for even... the Raiders, man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to this conversation? We we lost something here. So it's your turn again. That's all. We we trailed off for the Raiders. Um, you mentioned Alpha One. Um, uh, a little bit earlier, and you are you are appearing um, with Alpha One, a promotion that we we are actually quite friendly with too. What are you doing at Watching the Throne for? Well, I just started. Um, Alpha One Wrestling is based out of Hamilton, and they're in their seventh year. Uh, amazing. Um, I've aligned myself with Alessandro Del Bruno, who is an amazing talent. Uh, anybody who doesn't know him, which is very shameful, they should go to his Twitter at Del Bruno Seven D E L B R U N O Seven. Check him out. He's an amazing wrestler. Um, yeah, he's there. There's been some trouble. I probably not I, trouble's the, the bad. Trouble's not a good word. His site on the zero gravity title kind of got swerved a little bit because maybe Alpha One wasn't really giving him the chance. They were more focused on Kobe Durst, Heidi Lovelace. Uh, sure, whatever. And then Nunzio decides to stick his nose into his business. So on April 10th, it'll be Nunzio versus Alessandro Del Bruno. And I will be by his side making sure that a win is in the future. Now, and, and Patrick O'Dowd, it, it would behoove you to go to alpha-1wrestling.com because there you get to see Miss Chung, which is Jay Chung in glasses. And and I know oh, that they get a kick out of that, but but when 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 the glasses come on, like what what's the difference between say, Cush Jay Chung and Miss Chung accompanying Alessandro Del Bruno to the ring? Well, one thing you don't ever want me to take my glasses off because it might not be pretty. I'm not going to give you any any insight to that or any any spoilers. But you just don't want me to take my glasses off. Who knows what I'll do? Might even be crazier than a than a backflip. Oof, that's a lot. That, that's definitely a lot. So at A One Wrestling on Twitter, Alpha Dash One Wrestling dot com, where of course you can also see uh, a former associate of yours, Brent Banks, face Cheech and Scotty O'Shea for the Alpha Male Title Match, and the fran- former Greg, actually two Greg DeMarco show guests in the past. Um, one, one a one time and one probably a four or five time. Uh, the franchise Shane Douglas makes his way, uh, and we'll go one on one with All Ego Ethan Page. So uh, that's right. just the beginning. 
definitely one hell of a card uh, that, that that's playing up there for Hamilton. So, and I'm excited that you're a part of it. It's a promotion that we've spoken with a lot in the past, and, and, and when I saw that you were going to be there, all that much more exciting uh, for me because I'm a big fan of, uh, of Ethan and what he does, and definitely a big fan of uh, of you being there. So, definitely me fully. too. And uh, for anybody who who isn't watching, they should, they should grab all the A1 DVDs from Smart Mark Video. Very good. And, of course, before we get there, uh, we will have the next Super Kicked event cranked on March 11th uh, at the Great Hall in Toronto. So you, you've talked about it a little bit right now, but but I cannot think of a single reason why someone wouldn't go to, to a Super Kick show. So, so maybe give them some more of the reasons why someone would go and, and why Patrick O'Dowd and I need to obtain those passports and, and get our asses up to Toronto, if not in March, one of the months shortly after. Well, number one reason is me. Well, yeah. Right. Same reason uh, without, for without question. one. But, uh, <laughs> number two, you would be surprised how many uh, non-wrestling fans that have come out to the shows and started being regulars and started coming to every show just because it's different. You've got pro wrestling, you've got bands, you've got um, – the whole atmosphere alone, the venue is amazing. You've got a balcony that you can book straight down from the ring. You've got super kick hot dogs. They are amazing, I've got to say. Um, you've got drinks. You've got loud music. You've got, did I say me? Um, not, enough not, not enough times. Not enough times. So, so wait a yeah, second. Let me, it, let me, it's let me a crazy time. It's a crazy time. So, Jade, are you going to be there? Am I going to be there? Yeah, are you going to be there? Am like, I going to be at Superkick? Yeah, I was just confirming since I, I wasn't quite sure you'd said it enough times, like whether, oh. whether or not it was certain. So, oh, but guess what? What? I'm going to be there. Oh, boy. Believe that. She will be there. One hundred percent. I'll be there. So, wonderful. Um, and 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 with Super Kicked, and, and if anyone follows you on social media at Jchung11 on Twitter, is that correct? I got that, that right. is correct. First, I want to make sure I don't send them to some other Jade Chung who they won't like nearly as much <laughs> as they would like you. Um, you you talk about with Super Kicked, and, and of course, uh, they have the school now, and, and you're always at the school shows, and you're always wishing people luck. Like, you seem to treat the business not as a business, but as a family. And I know you talked about the family before, but, but to taking yourself out of any role that you play, this seems to be different for you, and, and you really do seem to treat everything and everybody as a family. Oh, yeah. I mean, just traveling way before, you learn a lot and you are forced to mature real quick. Um, I, I just learned a lot and I've appreciated a lot of things that's happened in my life. And, you know, I... Oh, I just appreciative. I I don't know any other word for it, but uh, very lucky. So I always tell everybody, students, you know, I love giving my feedback, whether or not <laughs> whether or not they ask for it or not. But um, I always believe in giving people feedback because 
when I was younger, I was always scared to ask, you know, others of what they thought. Um, so it, it was always nice when people did reach out to me and just, just to even say one compliment, it made my night. So if I could just others feel that way, it, it's, it, that's what wrestling is. It, it not only getting to perform makes me happy, but being able to help others may not be in the biggest way, maybe even the tiniest way. It still makes me very happy. Well, I have a feeling it makes them very happy too. And it's awesome to hear the perspective that you take. And, and I know that, that you're around a lot of people that do as well. And I think that's excellent. And that uh, that scene in, in the, the, the Ontario scene seems to have a lot of that there as well. And I think it's great that you're there and obviously a huge part of it. And that's why I'm so glad that you're also going to be performing at Alpha One. And, uh, and, and and even if it's a little bit of a different way, it's just a chance to show people more of what you're capable of. And what you've learned. I'm so over the excited. Years. Yeah. So excellent. Like we said, at jchung11 on the Twitter. How else can your fans connect with you in appropriate, non-touching ways? <laughs> <laughs> non-touching way. Uh, also on Instagram, jchung11, and Facebook. I don't really remember the handle on that. Probably the same. Why wouldn't it be? Um, yeah. It is. I, I looked it up for you. It, it is simply um, Facebook.com slash Jade Chung. And of course, if you just everyone just searches in, in Facebook, if you search for Jade oh, Chung. Oh wow! I got Jade Chung alone. That's, you did. You that's, got. You got. You just. That's you a just said you. Patrick O'Dowd's dream. Jade Chung alone. You you just. Jade Chung alone. Something. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. It. I've had that account for a while. <laughs> Yes, you obviously have, which is a good thing. So, wonderful. You know, we, Patrick O'Donnell and I, can't do the Greg DeMarco show weekly anymore. This is the first time we've done this since, I don't know, like August or something like that. Um, it's been a and, while. And it's been a while. And and so we appreciate you being able to, to come with us when we're able to do it. Uh, we definitely love having you on and, and appreciate it so much. So thank you for coming on. Um, I cannot wait to see. And, 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 you know, I love the fact that Superkick is putting out longer videos now so we can watch those and, uh, and see because it's a unique product. You're a huge part of it, and you're going to be a huge part of Alpha 1 as well. And I'm uh, just excited for all that stuff and excited for you because you've been great to us, and, and we definitely love it. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for all the support as well. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure Super Kicked and Alpha One appreciates it too. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to to be on again whenever you guys are able to do another show. Yeah, we're hopeful. We, we, we can't make – there'll be a show. We just don't know when. It's, it's like, you know, some bands do secret shows. We're kind of like that with the great DeMarco show now. We, we make an announcement. Maybe, so. maybe a live one while you're at Super Kick. Who knows? Or at Alpha One. Oh, Who knows? She's really – he's she really is working us hard. Really yeah, I know. It's good. And Super Kick I mean, runs you just like, got to check it out. She, she makes a very persuasive argument, Greg. She, she does, and, and one that, you know... We can't argue, gonna, you can't argue with me. <laughs> we we get to actually meet Jay Chung. Yeah, and that, that would be, and I would be there. You wouldn't have the opportunity to meet Jay Chung. I'd be the guy there videotaping it with a cell phone so I could hold it against you for the rest of your life. But, <laughs> well, uh, you, know, you know, and here's the thing is, because, you know, I'm, like, the most painfully shy person in the world. Anyway, I'd just, I'd just like, stand there awkwardly, you know, like, 30 years of teen angst, just... Oh, right there at a ball. It'd be humiliating. I'd have to like run in a corner and cry or something. 
You'd be fine. We. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't really back that I'd up. Push you. Yeah. I'd be that guy who like pushes his friend, like go, and then you bump into Jay Chung, and you're like, sorry, that wasn't inappropriate touching. I apologize. And then yeah, the office, and you'd be good to go. It'd be it'd be totally fine. Oh, thanks. We'll, we'll make it. I'm glad we had that conversation <laughs> with you know Jade still on the line. Exactly. Hey, you know. That's cool. Perfect. You know, it's cool. So, wonderful. Well, Jade, thank you. Uh, good luck at those upcoming shows, and we'll talk to you again in the future. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. You too. There you go, Patrick Adow. Jade Chung. So two for two what? for you with your favorites. Like that's, you know, if you can't have a show very often, this really was I like mean, the Patrick. I mean, Christ, what's Leanne Marie doing? Can we call her too? I mean. <laughs> I'm probably sleeping, given the fact that you know what time it is. You live in the same time zone. So she's, So I bet you she's still pretty. I, I'm, I'm sure she is. I, it, yep. it's, I can't Not believe she went there. I cannot believe she went there with the question she asked. Like that was like I, that was you, savvy. Like that was. I, yeah, yeah, it that, was. I mean, you know, well, she, she had, and she based on her past two appearances on the show, um, well, past appearance, and say she had some insider information, but man, did not know she was going there like at all. Like not a clue. You know, I, so. you know what? It's it's the bet I made, Greg. You know, it's the bet I made. So there you go. Like you know, sometimes you reap what you sow. You do, you do. So we've got a few minutes left, so I, so I do want to make sure that we have an opportunity to talk some more wrestling, because I don't know if people right. know, this is a wrestling show. So on your rundown, Patrick O'Dowd, you have a list of four secondary wrestling topics. We will not get to all of them, so you okay. get to pick which one of the four that we are going to discuss first. Uh I, I actually think we're going to, I want to go with the top, because that's really what's been on my mind. Um for the last few months of watching wrestling. All right. We can definitely... Uh, believe that! That is, so that is apropos. Yes. Um, and oddly enough, with Greg DeMarco playing the uh, Roman Reigns soundbite, I, I basically, and, and, you know, and this it's unfortunate that we don't have an open forum to ask this. I don't get the Roman Reigns hate anymore. Um from and and for spe- specifically from our internet fans, like and it really is our internet fans because I don't see a guy one that is not over with anyone other than the the groups that you know are on on the interwebs griping about wrestling all the time. Uh, I feel like it's an argument that's be I feel like it's an argument that's being held against this guy that happened two years ago, um, and that there's a steadfast refusal to see how much Roman Reigns has really developed as a wrestler. Is, you know, is, is he Bret Hart in the ring? No. Um, but is he a main eventer? I, I think absolutely, uh, without question. And I think that he, he has actually earned at this point. Like, I feel like if the last two, two years he hasn't earned where, where he is in, in the eyes of some of these fans, he will never earn anything from them. And that's just that. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you 100. percent Like the 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 hatred that people have towards Roman Reigns, and, and I'll be honest with you, I've never had it. Like like we, you know, I we you know we we were talking about him. You were one of the ones that that picked him out early on when we first started talking about the Shield. And maybe that's why I care so much. Maybe that, that could oh. be because you have a you have a dog in the in, in the race. But it, it's it's he's developed immensely. I mean, he could definitely have been 2015's most improved wrestler of the year very easily. And I just think it's, it's 
and and I hate to say it like this uh, because it's 100% true. I, I believe it 100% <laughs> anyway. It's a sense of entitlement that, that the wrestling fans on the Internet feel like they have. They feel like the WWE must push their quote-unquote guy because it could, could be a female. Um, and, and there's definitely favorite females out there as well. And And it's just this sense of entitlement that if the WWE doesn't push, then they're just going to go all apeshit crazy and go all out. But I'll be 100% honest with you, Patrick Dowd, it's mm-hmm. the WWE's fault. Because yeah, they I, I do think they fair. allow, they still allow the internet wrestling fans to think they got Daniel Bryan a main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like, they allow that to go. They still push that. Fans did this. Fans did that. Um, and so they think they can keep on doing it. Um, when, when, you know, you got worked and people still think I'm the dumbest motherfucker in the world when I say that, but well, you, they, well, then, and that might be true, but not for that reason. I, and, I, yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but you know, yeah, but I'm you thought it, uh, it. <laughs> but, but you it's have much more, yeah. you, you have a lot more reason to say that than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, this, this feeling that people have this sense of entitlement, it's crazy. And, and it honestly doesn't allow people to enjoy the product, which is not a bad product. Like like Roman Reigns in the ring, and, and people hate when I make this comparison, he's just as good of a professional wrestler as Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Like everyone loves, Absolutely. you know, Dean Ambrose, this, Dean Ambrose, that. Dean Ambrose is punch, kick, DDT. Like Dean Ambrose is, is he, he's a great storyteller in the ring. Yes. So is Roman Reigns. Go back and watch his WrestleMania 31 match against Brock Lesnar before Seth Rollins cashes in. Roman Reigns is telling you a story, and it's a story that that crowd was won over with. Like they were getting behind yeah. Roman Reigns as he continued to fight and, and go up against Brock, Brock Lesnar. Do I think Roman Reigns is miscast in the John Cena role? I most definitely do. I don't think yeah. that WWE needs to think he's better in the quote-unquote Randy Orton role where, where he's not that, that super happy-go-lucky, shaking hands, kissing babies, baby face. He, he's the badass who's going to kill you, baby face, yeah. um, and, and, and kill you in, in the most appropriate way possible. But that's who he is, and that's who they need to let him be, and that's where I think they've gone wrong. But that's not a reason to try to boo the shit out of a guy because he's not Kevin Owens or he's not – and that's the other thing. Yeah. I guess Dean Ambrose. Let's just say, I don't know who they would want instead, but it was Dean Ambrose who they wanted instead this year. And I'm all for Dean Ambrose. You know that. Like I love well, me some Dean Ambrose. I mean I have – And I think, and I think you surely got that – oh, yeah. Sorry. And I, and I think he surely got the, the consolation prize um, in, in regards right? to, the, to the WrestleMania match that he's going to get to work. Um and, and yeah, I, I mean, I hear a lot of your points, uh, and I think that it's it's actually very relevant that you brought up Randy Orton because that was a guy who was just, I mean, and earned the despise yeah. from people because he like Orton was terrible, and it took like he improved and people didn't see it, and it took a, a decade it seems like before finally yeah. finally people were like, I accept Randy Orton. We and, were there. That's, we yeah. were there when it happened. And that's WrestleMania me, 26. Yeah, and, and to me it's just kind of ludicrous that you can't look at, one, not just his development, but I also think people need to look at really what he's had to sort of sacrifice. I, I don't know if sacrifice is the right word. He's He has been taken down a peg so many different times. Oh, yeah. Um, Throughout this, and it's not, and it's just never good enough. Like it's never good enough, and suddenly, like you know, you've got Austin saying he needs to be a heel now, um, so everybody's gonna cling to that. 
Um, and in fact, me saying it in this broadcast is, is just as bad because now I, like, I don't buy that. I don't think that he needs that. Um, I think that you can tell that when he's not scripted, he works so much better um, or not as heavily scripted. I think most wrestlers do. Um, But if you you know, you look at it and the, the, and the other thing is, is I I think that the fans are just straight up wrong um, in, in what, and what they like to put out there. Like I always see it on Twitter all the time um, or Facebook. Like people be like, they're just booing the crap out of range. Nobody's hearing it. Somebody actually tweeted the other day. It's amazing how much they drown out the booing on the WWE network. It was a live fucking broadcast <laughs> that, that like doesn't have that much of a tape delay. You, you refuse to hear. Uh, and, and this particular person was like, oh, like it was at the show live and then watched it on the network, watched the pay-per-view on the network later and was like, Oh, the boos were so much louder in person. Sure. They were, you were probably standing next to a bunch of people who were booing right there. With right. You. Exactly. And you, you know, depends on where you're so, sitting in the arena. Like stop it, yeah. just stop it. They, 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 and that's something that people just don't understand. That it's there, it's there for it's the playlist that we've talked about. It's a lot of things that we've talked about. But here, yeah, I mean Roman Reigns is is yeah, and he shouldn't. I don't think he should turn heel. Um, but I don't think he needs to be a face. I think he just needs to be Roman Reigns. And they're doing a lot more of that. Like when when AJ Styles is wrestling Chris Jericho, is, is Jericho really the heel? No, he's just a veteran in in that role. What's Brock Lesnar? He's Brock Lesnar. He's not a face. He's not a heel. And when the Undertaker was wrestling Brock Lesnar, it was the Undertaker who cheated, and, yep. and to win the match. And and Lesnar was being treated as a face, but the Undertaker wasn't being treated as a heel. I mean, shit. Who's the face and the heel when the Undertaker wrestles Shane McMahon? It, it, they're really going away from that. There will be some set faces. There will be some set heels. But some of it's just guys who are going out there and wrestling, and it's the shades of gray that they've been looking at doing. They've been doing it for a while. Even the Shield, like they were, they were treated as faces by the fans for a long time, including Roman Reigns. And then people complain, well, he he kept the Shield gimmick, so I don't like him. You loved him when there were two other guys with him. Well, and it's and sometimes it's just trying to find something like you, you're gonna yeah. find like you, you like, see like get your own gimmick. That is yeah. his gimmick. Like he yeah. was he was more of the shield than anybody else was. No one wants yeah. to admit that because you know Seth Rollins was well, the architect and Dean Ambrose was was the the the, the crazy guy. Scanning, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is when you look at it, it was that they, they Rollins Rollins and Ambrose, you know they they had their thing like going in like uh, well ahead of it and so you know not not recognizing that there was an identity there it is it's just it's really it's it's really fascinating to me i you know i i will say while i do appreciate kind of the idea of two guys going at it there is a part of me that and it's the old school nature of of myself i do still like a good old-fashioned good guy bad guy story which is why kevin owens works for me so well because everybody hates kevin owens and that's just beautiful and and that's and it's perfect and and how he should be but he gets the opposite of John Cena because cause he yep. gets you know he gets a pop when he comes out. Actually, he gets the same as John Cena. He gets the pop when he comes out, and then the booze from the crowd. He just happens to be a heel. Yep, he's a heel that people love, and and we'll see if they ever turn him. They probably will someday, but not not anytime soon. Um, you know, the thing about Roman Reigns and, and going back to that, he how he got to quote unquote keep the Shield gimmick and no one else did. And and people, yeah. you know, yell at them, you know, get your own gimmick, whatever. If if it was Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins was the one who kept the shield garb on and was walking down through the crowd, no one would make that complaint. No, but they wouldn't it, say it, go get goes, your own gimmick, Rollins. They, yeah, they wouldn't it go, say that. It goes goes right back. It goes right back to being their guy. 
yeah, it's um, a double standard. Which is which is also why people and, and I think that it it does work positively too. Um, by the way, I, I do want to go out there that having your guy um, does work well, and Daniel Bryan is a perfect example of that. Like, I, I've never actually been heartbroken really over somebody having to hang it up because they didn't want to. And Daniel Bryan was probably the first person that made me feel like that um, because of, yeah. you know, being able to invest like what we did. And like, that's the thing, that's the other thing is I think we we're seeing this interesting Renaissance. Like even, you know, Daniel's even mentioned it earlier in the interview. Like, did we ever dream that we'd see Samoa Joe in any form of a, of a WWE ring? I can honestly no. tell you, I never expected to see AJ Styles. In a, in a WWE ring. I never would have dreamed it. Um, and right up until, you know, the music hit, and I was like, oh, so it was for real. Um, right. Like, part of me was like, I, I just don't know. Um, and and so there's this, you know, there's this, like, my guys, you, you know, there's so many of these guys coming up, like an Ambrose or Rollins and, and these fellas. You know, it's a good time to be a fan, people, and it's a good yeah. time to to get behind not just your guys, but really the stories that people are trying to tell, and that includes, you know, when a good story is being tell and told and being objective in what in seeing that story, because it is you got to be objective and look right. at objectively the story they've told with Roman Reigns. I don't think is a bad one at all. I think you know if you told that story with Dean Ambrose or right. with anybody else. People will be talking about how great this story is and how he's been chasing that title for for you know year over a year now, like truly chasing it. Right. People will be talking about how genius this story is, but because yeah, it's a I guy mean, that they perceive is not deserving it. Yeah, the only thing that I would change, and I've talked about it before, is, is I would have. You know, I think Roman defending the belt against Triple H would have been fine for me and not having to have him be a three-time champion in four months and all that. But that, honestly, that's a minor change because the end is still yep. going to be the same. And and anybody who thinks that the end isn't going to be the same, you, you're Oh, you're he's sadly... getting his confetti, people. He is getting his is. fucking confetti. Get and, ready and you for know, it. And maybe if it leads to a heel turn someday, great. But But I don't care. Like, yep. you know, I honestly thought they might have Ambrose win. And and have Ambrose go over to to WrestleMania and then Reigns turn heel at the Raw after Mania. That's obviously not the plan. But here's the thing: I'm okay with that. All right, what they did, it wasn't on my playlist, and I'm okay with a different playlist. And that's where and, and there wasn't I wasn't always like that. Shit, when I started writing for Four One Mania, you know, over five years ago, I wasn't like that. I was very much a playlist guy. You have to grow and you have to evolve. It's it's like the tweet that Triple H sent out when he was backstage with Gabe Sapolsky in Florida, and he said, hashtag everything evolves. And, and yeah, he was being cute and whatever for evolve, but it's 100% correct. It had nothing to do yep. with the ski promotion. Everything evolves, and people don't want to, and, and people are afraid to. And, and, and it doesn't mean everything has to change. You can still use the old school things, but you, you got to let it evolve. You can't literally want the business to be like it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago because that just simply will not work. So it, it's, you know, and, and people just need to get over themselves a little yeah. bit, which is really hard to do because we're those people and we're being told to get over ourselves. It's, it's never, never something people want to do. So we are almost out of time. Bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang, bang. Here I come. Bang. Quick hits. Bang. I'm going to use my quick hit to uh, go back to something we talked about before. There is a wrestling show on Pop TV right now that you are not watching that is actually pretty good, um, and it is indeed called Impact Wrestling. Um, 
I'm not saying it's far and away gotten to where it needs to be to, to kind of get itself back into relevance. Um, but they re- they really have taken a look at themselves and really refocused themselves and are putting together a quality wrestling program. Uh, and so if you haven't gone there and, and watched the show in a while, come back, take a look. I think, I think it's. Bang, 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 bang. Sorry. Okay. I'm done now. Bang, okay. bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang, bang. Here I come. Bang. On that same token, Friday night is Ring of Honor's 14-year anniversary show, and you should go watch. Um, and, and if the conversation with Christopher Daniels didn't do enough to tell you why, go to ROHWrestling.com and look at that lineup. And if you don't know all those guys, YouTube them. See what they're about. It It is a mix of ECW, Japan, and, and so many other amazing things, and the company has grown so much over the past 14 years. You will – it has something for everybody, and, and it's not – you know, if you're a Lucha Underground fan, you'll find stuff you like. If you're a TNA fan, you'll find stuff you like. If you're a WWE fan, Japan fan, you will find things you like. Old school ECW, you're going to find it there too. So watch the product. It's become a great company, one that guys can work for a full time now, and it definitely deserves your support. Bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang, bang. Here I come. Bang. Quick hits. Bang. Patrick Adele, time to say goodbye. Hi. Goodbye. We got to do this before WrestleMania just so that yes. we can prove ourselves right when we predict everything accurately, 100%. Well, especially, at least I will. Yeah. Especially you. So, yeah, we will definitely do this again before WrestleMania. We'll have a WrestleMania preview. I will make sure that Brina finds a way to get all the points, and uh, it'll be entertaining. Because cheating is fair. In, in the world of professional wrestling, it is. So Very true. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for, for being available and making this happen last minute. And uh, maybe no next way, time no way I was going to miss this type of interview, man. Of course, I was no like, way. if I what, what do I have to do to get him to stay up late? Christopher Daniels and Jade Chung done. So yeah, we we did it. So wonderful. We'll do it again soon. All right, good night. There we go. Thank you for listening to the Greg DeMarco Show. We wouldn't do this without you. Just like uh, Christopher Daniels said about Ring of Honor. So thank you. And like I said, we will do it again soon. And if it's not soon enough for you, well, it doesn't I- matter what you think. You're welcome!